0: From the woods to the water, from the bucks to the ducks, your weekday foray out of the office begins now on WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Stay tuned as Alan White and Doug Max talk with fishing and hunting pros, share tips and tricks, and discuss Alabama's greatest natural resource, the great outdoors. WNSP Outdoors. Brought to you by Andrews Diesel and Automotive, Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats, Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, Titan Leafy Suits, Street Seafood and Meat Market, Medicare Insurance Advisors, and Blue Water Yacht Sales. Now, let's head outdoors with Alan White.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the show. I'm Alan White along with Doug Max. We've got a great show lined up for you. All your fishing forecasts for your weekend. Plus, we're going to be talking wild hogs with Mr. Matt Palmer today. So, y'all got to listen to that. Doug, it's a bluebird day, but the clouds are moving in a little bit.
2: Yeah, well, that's probably just going to help the fishing. Yeah. Oh, all. that's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a great afternoon. I, for Yeah, fish. and I think tomorrow is supposed to be the same way. And it was foggy this morning. Yeah, it was. A, I mean, all the way from the coast up to probably Thomasville, did
1: I you think it was foggy. Did, did you hear any turkeys this morning? I
2: didn't go out because okay. of the fog. Is the reason I <laughs> didn't go out. But yeah. uh, but speaking of turkeys, we had the youth turkey season. Yeah. And I got out there and got my grandson a turkey. That was and his first turkey. It too. was, and he'd had a couple of opportunities and. But this time, he made it count. He drilled him, too. Wow.
1: Congratulations you know. to you and Jalen, your grandson. I, I've been waiting on that to happen. Yeah,
2: well, I appreciate that. And uh, and I'm going to say a little something. Uh, we talked about this earlier, but it reminded me of your book. And, uh, and the reason I say that is because his mama asked him if he wanted to be at the beach this coming week on spring break. And yeah. he said, no, I want to stay here and turkey hunt with Papa." There you go. And, uh. And, if, and I thought about your book, and the guy spent his spring break turkey hunting with his papa and, right. uh, and, hey, if, if you hadn't had your grandkids out and watched them take a turkey down, it's, you know it don't get no better than that.
1: Well, that's a good opportunity for me to say something about my book, OneSeasonBook.com. That's where you go to find it, or you can find the book One Season on Amazon. But if you go to OneSeasonBook.com, I can send you a autographed copy. And uh, it's a good time of the year to to read that
2: book. Yeah, and I know a little bit about turkey hunting books, and yours is a darn good one. I'm just going to come out and say that. (laughs) Well, thank you, sir. It sure is.
1: All right, I want to remind everybody on April 22nd, mark your calendar for the Discover, Discover North Baldwin Outdoor Expo. It's happening at Bicentennial Park in Stockton, Alabama. There's going to be vendors, speakers, displays, food and music, all kinds of activities, even a turkey calling demonstration, and uh, the the Auburn folks with those raptors, the, the hawks and the owls and all of that are going to be there putting on a demo. Should be a fun day. It's April 22nd. Tickets are free, free admission. All right, we've got to give away a Beef O'Brady's $10 gift certificate right now to the Third caller at 694-1055, 694-1055, B4 Brady's in Spanish Fort. Our Delta report is ready to go. Captain Wayne Miller is standing by. This report is brought to us by MoYield Liquid Fertilizer. Less waste and less costs. Visit plantagraproducts.com and get in touch with my buddy, Matt Wilkins. All right, Captain Wayne, how's it going today, man? hey
3: guys it's great to talk to y'all uh, I'm still out here on the water it's been a man it's been a fantastic day you know we started out Mike Doug mentioned with quite a bit of fog but um you know the great news for the delta is uh you know back um this past weekend we had uh the mobile reading was around seven feet so we had you know a lot of water on the delta But well, what we've seen this week. Even though we've had that extreme cold weather, we saw these rivers, they just they're coming down and uh, you know, the mobile, the berry steam plant reading right now is like five feet. So all these lakes in the middle delta and the lower delta, everything is just really it's lit up. I mean it's it's really gotten good this week and uh, you know, the only only thing that's kinda of been a negative is we've seen a really dramatic uh fall in that water temperature I mean we had a lot of water temperature this past week that was in the you know the, the low 70s and um, you know back Monday and Tuesday I was fishing water in the middle delta here up in the lakes um, the creeks uh, that were down in the low 50s wow. uh,
1: so,
3: yeah so I mean it really hammered the water temperature but you know surprisingly it, um, you know the fish the fishing held up and, uh, you know, we're still, you know, we're actually catching more fish, power fishing, than we are, you know, slowing down with
1: plastic. Uh,
3: I think a lot of that you can attribute just to the fact that you get a lot of reaction strikes this time of year. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that sounds like uh, that the water level and clarity of the water is coming back to normal or almost normal, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, as you, as you go up in these creeks off the main rivers mm-hmm. and the lakes, you know, you definitely are seeing, you know, better water clarity as you get up toward the head of everything. And uh, so that's kind of what I've been targeting is running to those areas. But, um, you know, we should see, you know, as, uh, as the river continues to fall and they're projecting it to continue to fall, uh, you know, and clean up. I mean, the fishing should really just stay... Really good. I'm thinking, uh, You know, we're on, we're on a dip cycle right now, tide wise. Yeah. But the good news is, with the rivers falling, that's creating current.
1: I'm thinking with the water temperatures that low, it's a chance that the crappie may be spawning when it comes back up a little bit, and we actually get to have a spawn without a flood. You know? Huh. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's unusual.
3: I can tell you the water temperature in some of the lakes that I went in Tuesday mm-hmm. that was down in the 52 to 53 range, I've checked some of those same spots this morning, and that water has bumped back up to about 58, 59. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and I have seen quite a few boats out, uh, you know, with the spider rigs, uh, fishing some of these deeper creeks.
1: And, uh, and I think they're, they're catching some fish on them, too. Yeah, I think they're staging to go on a bed. You know, is start bedding and spawning at 58 to 62 degrees. Mm, yep. And so uh, yeah. depending on if it's a black crappie or a white crappie, actually. But uh,
3: Yeah. And, uh, you know, but like I said, the last few days, Alan, I've seen quite a few boats out, you know, uh, and I know these guys are uh, specifically white perch fishing. So, but man, with this beautiful weather, I mean, we, you know, going into the weekend, I think we had a little bit of rain forecasted, but, um, uh, you know, with it warming up here. But, yeah. uh, you know, I think we'll, we'll continue to see the fishing improve, and, and a lot of people are getting out now.
2: Well, well I think God, it's been a real topsy-turvy spring, because I think in early March you were having – fishing conditions that were about normal for april and then here we are in late <laughs> march and i think you're getting early march fishing conditions
3: uh, it's like well, turned up on well, his head well, the to funny me thing uh, about that Doug, is everybody you know everybody always wants to push spring but you know we kind of knew two three weeks ago ah, this probably isn't over yet they call so, it fake spring but, you know,
4: right
3: this, <laughs> yeah but this, this cold front really didn't surprise us but you know it uh, but it definitely dropped that water temperature
2: pretty significantly. Hey, I I saw talking about water temperatures, and I think this is how fish react. Uh, I was fishing uh, Tuesday, and it was a pretty cold day. It was cold that morning, and the water was pretty cold. But we finally got some sunshine for a few hours, and the fish were way out off the bank early. But by the afternoon, those fish had kind of moved in real into the shallower water. And I think it was just... As the day warmed up, the water warmed up, and the fish moved right in where they were supposed to be. You know.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, they'll definitely do that, and that's, that's a good point to make because, you know, you really, you know, during the day, I mean, it's always good to monitor that temperature because it definitely will make those fish, you know, move around on cover. You know, sometimes early in the day they'll be way out on the end of the, you know, the wood cover, logs, and tops. And, uh, you know, uh, during the day, if it warmed up, you know, they'll, they'll pull up, uh, you know, they'll either uh, come up shallow or out, you know, out on the end of the stuff uh, or just move to the bank itself. So it's, it's really you have to pay attention to it because you have to make
2: adjustments during the day. Well, that's exactly what they did, just what you just said. <laughs> mm, yeah.
1: All, it won't be long before the brim and crappie will be on the bed. And, man, you know, uh, the crappie go on the bed pretty quick. And uh, But right now I'm thinking if you're seeing them trolling for crappie, I think they're staging and, and you can wear them out with them trolling rigs uh, when, when they're out there in about 10 to 12 foot of water.
3: I don't think I'm smart enough to manage one of those man- outfits, <laughs> Alan. I tell you what, man, that looks pretty complicated to me. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's uh, well, I don't want to use that reference, but it's uh, it's kind of like a Chinese circus. In, in a way <laughs> uh,
2: hey, I was with my cousin doing that one day Wayne and, and he had a trolling motor that had some kind of digital numbers and stuff on it and he was watching that speed and I, I thought man this is complicated yeah <laughs> <laughs> a, it can be
1: but when you when you yeah. got about five poles out in the water and and they all go down at once yeah. that's when it gets it bad. does
2: work I found Woo! that out but <laughs> yeah, like, I'm that, like Wayne I'm not smart enough for that
3: well yeah, I, I would I enjoy that, so, but I'm, I'm a lot more acclimated than just picking up the spinnerbait
1: and throwing it at the bank. Yeah, me too. I think I'm more suited for a one pole at a time <laughs> fishing, but I've done it. And it's yeah. All right, Captain Wayne, I appreciate it. Y'all get in touch with Captain Wayne. If you want to book a nice bass fishing trip on our Delta, 455-7404 is his number. Thank you, sir. Okay, guys.
3: Y'all have a good one.
1: We're going to be right back after these messages with Captain Bobby Abrascado with your inshore report and also a report from Miller Ferry, so stick around.
5: Hey, it's Nick with the opening kickoff in the double team, and I've got a new way for you to stay updated on all your favorite sports and teams. The Sound of Mobile is launching WNSP Now, our new online podcast platform. With WNSP Now, you'll have access to all your favorite WNSP shows on demand. We're also excited to introduce our new online exclusive shows on the NBA, NFL, and MLB. So don't miss out. Search for WNSP Now on your favorite podcasting platform and start listening to all the new programming WNSP is excited to offer.
6: The Titan 3D Leafy Suit is the ultimate camouflage for hunting. With an 80-millimeter see mesh, it's very cool and breathable. Plus, the Titan 3D has a double-printed design, water-repellent coating, a built-in removable face mask attached to the hood, quiet soft snap fasteners, large zippered pockets, and 18-inch zippered legs for easy on and easy off over boots. Just slip the Titan 3D Leafy Suit on over your clothing and you're ready to go. Pick up one at your favorite hunting store or visit leafysuits.com.
5: With the warmer weather ahead, it's time to take care of those pesky boat problems you've been putting off. Visit Blue Water Yacht Sales today so you'll be ready to hit the water in the warmer weather. Blue Water is a full-line Yamaha outboard dealer and is a five-star gold service facility with a Yamaha Master Tech on hand. Of course, Blue Water carries a full assortment of inshore and offshore models from Pioneer, Bulls Bay, Avenger, Jupiter Marine, and Regulator. And if you're selling, skip the hassle and let Blue Water sell your boat for you. Visit BlueWaterYachtSales.net. For 159 years, Wilmer Hall Children's Home has been serving young people in
7: need due to poverty, abuse, homelessness, and neglect. Our programs include transitional living, tutoring, and a delivery-based food pantry. Please save the date for our summer fundraiser, the Kaiser Myrie Memorial Fishing Tournament presented by Lazy Boy, to be held on June 17th at the Mobile Big Game Fishing Club with a weigh station on Dauphin Island. For more information about Wilmer Hall, please visit wilmerhall.org.
5: Get in the zone, AutoZone.
6: Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. We have the pads, rotors, drums, shoes, and brake fluids to improve your stopping power. Right now, save 15% when you get any 2 Duralast rotors with a set of Duralast brake pads. Missing a tool? Ask about our free loaner tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done. Get
0: in the zone, AutoZone.
6: Based on data from the MPD Group 2021, deposit required
0: for a loan at Tool. To my newborn baby boy, the day you arrived was one of the happiest days of my life. Right up there with the day I bought my RV from that guy on the internet and insured it with Progressive. What a deal. Just know, son, I'll always be here for you. And by here, I mean in the middle of absolutely nowhere, in my RV. Protect your baby with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the sound of Mobile App. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White.
1: Welcome back to the show. I'm Alan White along with Doug Max. We're going to give away a... gift card right now from Eastern Shore Ace Hardware to the third caller at 694-1055. That's 694-1055 Eastern Shore Ace Hardware located on Highway 31 right there on top of Spanish Fort Hill, one of the friendliest stores you'll ever see. All right. We've got Captain Bobby Abrascato with us with an inshore forecast for your weekend. How you doing, Captain? Man, I'll tell you what, I'm doing a lot better than I did last week when I talked to you guys. It's warmed up a little. Woo, it warmed up some
8: and the fishing. It ain't where it was a few weeks ago, but it's much, much better these last few days, especially since uh, it started to warm back up. uh, Things have really, really started getting back to where it looked like we were heading, you know, again a few weeks ago at the beginning of this month. So we've had uh, some really good trips the last couple days on, um, caught some white trout man fishing some structure which to me felt you know inside felt a little bit early you know but um we got them really good this morning um is where we started and then moved up in the marsh when the wind started blowing so the bugs didn't eat us up and uh man we've done we're catching them as we speak some really nice trout and um you know again you heard me crying the blues last weekend or last week when we talked but it's uh looks like we're you know, I hope I don't put the whammy on us, but heading back the right way, we uh, we didn't throw any topwater this morning because we started out fishing some deeper structure. But that topwater deal is probably going to start happening. We were just a little while ago. There was some mullet getting showered by some some nice trout, and. Um, you know, so that always t- leads me heading towards that top water deal. But We were catching them on voodoo's under popping corks, you know. So, uh, you know, and that that's the deal that's going to work probably for the next two months. Just while we were, I pushed the wrong button on my GPS, I was going to give you all the water temperature. But I looked at it yesterday morning, and it was 57. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, you know, that, that was compared to two, three weeks ago, it was 71. So it had dropped 14 degrees in three weeks. It's supposed to be going back the other way. And I was going to give you a report this morning. Mm-hmm or today on it, but I got screwed up my GPS. But that's a, That goes to show I, I can't talk on the phone and operate a GPS at the same time. So anyway, but I'm figuring right now it's probably getting back up into the low 60s, and that's why these fish are reacting to it. Um, of course, we had not had any local rain to speak of in the last few days, and so some of the creek mouths where the fish were before, now the water's really cleared up and gotten a good good color to it, you know, to be able to fish you know, shallow even later in the day like we're doing right now. We're sitting in two two feet of water, two and a half feet of water catching fish, you know. So uh, that's another great thing about this springtime fishing, especially if you get cloud cover like we got today, is you could stay shallow all day if you enjoy doing that kind of fishing.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Whatever fish it is that I uh... – it, just my opinion when they go shallow they're easier to catch <laughs> so whatever can you fish for and you know
8: right? and i think the reason for that i always have felt like anyway is when they're in that shallow water they're they're up there to feed you know what i'm saying yeah, not that's that they don't right. bite in deep water but i think i've always felt like when they move up on the flats and the shallower areas it, it's easier for them to feed because they only have to cover two dimensions you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. that's right. th- th- In other words, they don't they, they got a much narrower water column. I think it's a lot easier for them to feed. So I think you're exactly right and that's another reason I like to do it if I can get up shallow because you can use baits like we were talking about a minute ago with the top waters. And the, the popping corks like we're using right now so you can add another you know, another uh, appeal to another sense they have which is their sense of sound, hearing whereas like we were jig fishing earlier today you're pretty much relying on their eyesight and sense of smell. We were using gulp this morning, you know, so uh, when you start throwing in the rattle from the top waters and the silhouette from that or the pops of the popping cork, I think that's helping you bring those fish into your bait and that's another reason I like to fish out. Not to mention the fact, also on top of all of that, is I love staying on my power poles if I don't Hey, I'd rather do that than run my trolling motor. You know what I'm saying? Right. So so all those things come together to me. If I can get shallow, that's what I'm going to do.
1: Well, I think it's a lot more fun fishing shallow because uh, you can actually see the fish sometimes <laughs> hit your bait. Like yeah,
8: a- and, and, and- yeah, and on top of that, not only do you see them, but to me, they always put on a much better show yeah. in the shallow water. You know, especially these tr- speckle trout that we're catching right now. You know, it, it, just about immediately when you hook them, they're right up on the surface, shaking their head and, and cutting up the whole way in. You know, they don't do that nearly as much when you're fishing, you know, catching them in the deeper water. So there's just a lot of aspects of being able to do it. The other thing, too, there' you know, we've talked in the past about using, uh, you know, fish slicks to create, to help you find fish. And to me, in the shallow water, it's a lot easier to, to uh, you know, see those fish slicks than it is. They'll still slick in deeper water, but you've got to do a lot more math to figure out where they are in relation to the fish slick, whereas in shallow water, that slicks reaching the surface much quicker, so they're going to be a lot nearer, and a lot just a lot easier to figure out where they are, you know, in relation to that fish slick. And that's another thing that's helped me this morning is I've seen fish slicks in several of the shallow water places we fished this morning.
1: Any bird activity this week? now you know what it's funny you say that actually
8: i haven't seen any today but i i tell you i think i saw some birds gathering yesterday in a couple of places up in up in some of this other uh, flats that were fishing and it ain't gonna be long if it continues to warm up you know and, and that's a great thing that you a great question you asked because that's something we need to start looking for as it can is you those shrimps gonna start showing up and that's when those the trout will run to the surface and of course the birds get on them so that's a that's a dead giveaway too of of, of feeding trout and it's going to happen any time now so yeah keep your eyes open as you're running from point a to point b for that kind of bird activity yeah
2: you you know what they say about those birds they fish for a living so it's a good idea (laughs) to keep your eye on them you
8: know that's what i always tell everybody i said they they're way better fishermen than us because they have to catch fish (laughs) we're doing it for fun they have to catch it so they're a lot better at it than we are
1: that's right all right captain i appreciate the report buddy thank you so much
8: all right guys y'all have a great weekend thanks for having me on Yes, sir.
1: All right, let's go to Joe Dunn up at Miller's Ferry and see what's. uh, Joe is. uh, Is the water conditions any better, buddy? Oh yeah,
9: they're real good.
1: Good, good, (laughs) good. Well, uh, how (laughs) y'all? It's a little
9: windy out here. Yeah, we can hear that wind out here right now, but I'm trying.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can hear a little wind noise, but you're good right now. Thank you for trying. Uh, So. What, what are the patterns that the crappie fishermen should use at Miller's Ferry this week? Is it trolling?
9: No, I would go ahead and hit the banks. So I'd fish them something uh, okay. anywhere from, you know, four to about two foot of water okay. uh, in the grass. Uh, they've definitely been moved up. I just caught one in about uh, two foot of water in front of the log. So, oh, good. Uh, okay. That's what they're doing good right now. Uh, I've been fishing that little old jig I made A Ruben Floyd, a little it's called a Habanero color. It's got an orange head, black, and then chartreuse. But it, they've been really hitting that
2: bug. Hey, let me ask you a, a jig question. I, I I think it's gotten more popular in the last few years of people using hair jigs instead of just rubber type, you know, plastic jigs. You do much of that? That's what this. Is. Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. That's what I'm fishing with right now. Hair,
9: hair jig. It's a hair
2: jig. Good yeah. You know, way back in the day, that's all people had. And then everybody got to using the plastics and all, but I think it's been a big move back to those hair jigs by a lot of people. But, uh, uh,
9: yeah, going to a lot of these custom-tied hair jigs, is uh, that's, that's, that's the thing right now, no joke.
1: What are those jigs? What kind of hair do they use? Is it synthetic or is it real animal hair?
9: I really don't know. The the, the companies I get them from is uh, Reuben Flores out of Missouri and then uh, B&B Weedless Jigs here in Alabama.
2: I think I can answer that question for you, Alan. My daddy used to make jigs, make hair jigs, and he ordered deer tails, and they'd be dyed different colors. Y'all might remember the old herders outdoors, and he ordered deer tails. Well oh,
1: I know that MEPS M E P P S bait company uses squirrel
2: That's tails. Right. That's
9: right.
1: Squirrel hair. So uh, Yeah. I sold
9: a mini tail to MEPS.
1: Yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. When you're a kid I'm kind uh, of when you're a kid, you know, you can mail those squirrel tails in once a year and get a little paycheck. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well well Joe, let me ask you the I guess while you're out there fishing, you've been having to listen to those turkeys bothering you out there gobbling, hadn't you?
9: Well, I didn't get out here early enough this morning. Uh, the
2: grandkids are out for
1: AA.
2: Uh, I think that wind, like that wind is getting the best of your phone.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah, I know. It. That's all right. All uh, right. Yeah, but we just had the youth weekend this past weekend, and, and a number of people had success, uh, even with the bad weather. And uh, the weather looked pretty shaky for this weekend, too. So. Yeah, but.
9: There was a lot of t- turkeys killed, though, last weekend.
1: Yeah, there really was a lot of a lot of success. It was a good day, even though it was cold. You know, that don't stop a turkey from gobbling.
9: No, they, they were already fired up. Uh, I know... Uh, a good friend of mine,
1: too. All right, hey Joe, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. Uh, we'll be back with our special guest right after these messages. Y'all stick around.
6: The Dr. Christopher Mullenix High School Championship Drive is hitting the road and headed to Spanish Fort this Friday. WNSP will be loading up Air Sports One and taking Friday's opening kickoff to the Toros campus to discuss the spring sports with coaches, players, and administrators. The Dr. Christopher Mullenix High School Game Day is brought to you by Beef O'Brady's, Greer's Markets, and Cash Saver, Rich's Car Wash, Ward International Trucks, the Barnes Family of McDonald's Restaurants, and LNS Air Conditioning. Friday morning on WNSP.
5: Street Seafood and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanet has a great selection of fresh seafood and meats. Choose from their top cuts of meats or get yours custom cut. Find Street Seafood Restaurant on Facebook for order ahead to go daily buffet specials. A full meal served at the drive-up from 1030 till 330. Call 937-4096 and they'll put it together for you. Street's dining room is now open and the banquet room is open for private parties. Street Seafood Restaurant and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette. Find them on Facebook.
10: We got one minute. Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks are proud to be your metal roofing headquarters for over 40 years. Save time and money by buying from the most reliable manufacturer on the Gulf Coast. Buy it today, pick it up today. We offer 20 Sherman Williams colors to choose from and a 40-year warranty. Baker Metal and Dixie Supply, two names, same great service. With the addition of our new store in Cantonment, Florida, we now have eight locations to serve you. Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks, your metal roofing headquarters.
5: Neyman's Catering has been serving the Gulf Coast for over 30 years with culinary flair and attention to detail. Hi, I'm Alec Nayman with Neyman's Catering. We want to thank the thousands of customers who've allowed us to be part of their special event. With 30 years under our belts, we're looking to serve the Gulf Coast for 30 more. So if you're planning a wedding after rehearsal, corporate event, or just a good old backyard social, let Naaman's Catering be part of your next event. Call us today at 473-3900 or go to our website at Neyman'sCatering.com. Thank you, Mobile and the whole Gulf Coast. God bless. For 55 years, homeowners across the Alabama Gulf Coast have trusted Bachelor's Service with their HVAC systems. Keep your HVAC running its best with their $79 tune-up special, or better yet, a value-priced energy savings agreement for year-round peace of mind. Time for a new system? Bachelor's offers Daikin Fit, the industry's leading tech for AC and heat pumps, available with a $1,000 instant rebate. Bachelor's is service worth remembering. For HVAC generators and plumbing repair, go to bachelorservice.com Certification 177. 70 do you have a vision of a golf cart that doesn't exist well the cart doctor can make it happen for you the cart doctor's custom capabilities are virtually limitless lift kits paintwork they'll do whatever it takes to bring your ideas to life with an unrivaled inventory on site the cart doctor is the one name you need if you're looking for a new golf cart need repairs or just routine maintenance located at 5683 highway 90 west in theodore or visit cartdr.com and follow the links to connect with the cart doctor on facebook instagram and
0: twitter This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the sound of Mobile App. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White.
1: Welcome back to the show. Listen, we're going to give away a Boston butt from Streets, Seafood, and Meat Market, located on Highway 31 South in Baymanette, Alabama. Everybody knows where the Streets restaurant is, or if you don't, you should. Because uh, it's excellent food. this uh, The seafood and meat market is located just right across the street from there, uh, sort of to the side. Anyway, a Boston butt for the third caller, 694-1055, 694-1055. All right, our special guest today is Mr. Matt Palmer, and he is not only the inventor of uh, the hog trap trigger which we'll talk about later but he's a pretty much an expert on wild hogs and matt i appreciate you coming in today
4: yeah i appreciate the opportunity
1: well it's good to see you and uh first of all let's educate people that might not know about wild hogs you know we we are around this kind of outdoor stuff every day and we've heard about it for years but tell us how these wild hogs came to be wild in in our woods
4: some of them were, were brought over from explorers that came to the U.S. Uh, you know, 1600s or, or way early.
1: That's the Russian strain of them, I guess.
4: Well, uh, some of the research I've done is in the 1800s, there, those were brought over by wealthy hunters. Oh, said, okay. Over here. Okay. Huh. Them. Cool. But either way, uh, most of them that, that I, I would, I, my understanding, most of them actually in Alabama. You um, I'm starting to see more of the strains of the uh, Russian boar and European boars, Uh, but for the most part, they look to be, um, you know, domesticated hogs that have been let loose. And from the research I've done, it's normally about the third generation before they're actually considered uh, a wild hog. Mm. That they're um, the pork and the high cholesterol and the different stuff in their meat really it, it. I believe it's considered more of a red meat than actual pork. Okay. So where a lot of people consider uh, wild hogs to be just the same, they're not. They're actually a lot more healthier than uh, than the pork.
1: I have found anything wild is healthier than farm raised stuff. Right. You know, usually yeah, yeah. That's true. Unless it's an and organic the, farm or something like the that. The vitamins and amino acids and other stuff that's in the in the meat. Also, uh, back before the Depression and during the Depression even, you know, farmers down here in South Alabama at least had livestock, but they didn't have fences. You know, people just had their livestock roam in the woods. they they call them in every afternoon and feed them, and they kept try to keep them close. So a lot of those hogs became feral, you know, right. and just never came back home and just became wild hogs too. And uh, you were telling me earlier today about uh, – you know, the, the desire for hunters on hunters to, to increase numbers a while back so they could have more to hunt too.
4: Right. And, and I think a lot of times, you know, uh, they're fun to hunt. It's yeah. fun to have a property that, you know, you, you can, you can hunt other things year round yeah. besides deer and Turkey. And so, um, you know, most of the people I knew growing up, it's like, we, if you had hogs on your property, um, it, it was something else to hunt, and it was yeah. exciting and a lot and, of fun. But you're never going to manage your herd with one gun during daylight hours. Yeah. Uh, and every year that passes, I find that the hogs are getting smarter and smarter to hunting pressure and trapping pressure. Mm-hmm. And you you really have to stay ahead of them if you want to manage the herd. Yeah, I- anybody
2: that's even been around domestic hogs, uh, they're a highly intelligent animals to start with. And then when they have to survive in the woods, they have to get that much smarter. Right. And just like you said, and, uh, and they are fun to hunt, but, and and something we're going to get into talking about your your trapping and stuff, they're too intelligent for hunters to just take them out. Right. You know, you can't keep up with them that way. You can't.
4: And and that's why
2: we need things like what you got.
4: That's right. Especially if, if you're wanting, if you're wanting to protect your, your, your turkeys and your deer. And really grow that herd and and protect them. A lot of people just focus or think about the coyotes and the nesting predators, mm-hmm. as as being your 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 biggest concern at uh, hurting those populations. And it's not just um, if you have hogs on your property; they're 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 going to eat up your nests. They'll kill your fawns and your and your turkeys also if they have the opportunity.
1: They can also call cause some bad erosion problems with oh. all the rooting they do. You know, they're rooting up trees on hillsides, and before you know it, you've got a big gully mm-hmm. washed out on your
4: – They'll, they'll right. root up your roads to where yeah. you can't drive, oh, your yeah. hay fields, yeah. your uh, farmers. You know, you, not just – a lot of the customers I, I have out in Texas, you know, complain about their hay fields because not only did fuel jump so high, mm-hmm. now they're having, they're having to try to cut the hay – And beat the heck out of their equipment um and also go at a quarter of the speed they were able to because they've they've messed up their fields so they're having to burn a lot more fuel with a smaller yield you know uh,
2: yeah they're just a devastating animal they really whether it's it's to agriculture like you say or to your wildlife because not only they you know raid the turkey's nest and all that They eat up so much food in the woods, you know. They're just like a vacuum cleaner going Mm -hmm. through the woods. They don't leave a lot for everything else.
4: And USDA uh, actually has created a soil and water program that um, gives a 70% 70 rebate program for buying smart trap equipment Mm -hmm. um, in certain areas. And different zones, to my understanding, have more money allocated uh, and at times have have more money to, to help landowners out with that equipment, um, but they one of their main concerns is normally in ro- watershed areas mm-hmm. that their feces could possibly contaminate the water for people's drinking water that that possibly the yeah. you know may create issues down yeah. the way. So or
2: even cattle or something
1: downstream.
4: Right.
2: Yeah,
1: I remember back when there was a Ebola outbreak and it was traced back to a wild hog feces in california uh in a lettuce farm wow, something oh, wow. like that you wow. know yeah so they can't but w- one thing we left out is how proficient they are at breeding and having babies that's right that I mean that's the biggest thing you can't believe i can't believe how fast or how young they can have a litter
4: three uh, months you know they can be impregnated at three months, three months. Wow. and then and then but, like, the likelihood that they're able to have three litters a year yeah. at 12 to 13 piglets, you know, is very low.
1: Yeah. You know,
4: uh, normally what I see in my traps, probably on average, if you, a, if you see a sow that's dropped, on average, I see between four to seven piglets with that sow. Okay. Now, this last week I had 11 in a group in there, So, but that's not, that's not the norm. You know, mm-hmm. but, but they uh, can
1: do that twice a year, right?
4: Yes, sir. I, I believe three times a year if it if it's hit just mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right at somewhere around three.
2: Well, it won't About take... every four months or so, they might be dropping another litter. That's right. I remember uh, back 25 years ago,
1: uh, me and Jeff Duke went to a place in Stockton and paid a little money to hunt in a 100-acre fenced-in area with wild hogs in it, and we had a great time with our bows. I mean, it was plenty of of action, so it was fun. But uh, that's outlawed now. You can't transport a a live animal and put him in a pen or nothing like that. That's right. Yeah, trying to get a handle on it. Well, let's talk about your trap device. I mean, uh, tell us how this works and why it's important to have a trap trigger.
4: Okay. So um, for people that have had experience trapping uh, manually, trying to get the animals to trap themselves right. with manual triggers, <clears throat> you may trap one of 12 and um, and teach the others to stay away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're um,
1: educating most of them. You're
4: educating more of them. Yeah. And then also uh, that could happen on a Tuesday. If you just so happen to have a cellular camera on it and, and see it, it could happen on a tuesday when you're supposed to be doing something else on wednesday mm-hmm. you know and it completely disrupt your whereas with the cellular smart devices y- you have not only are you able to hunt 24 7 365 uh, i trap most of my hogs at either sitting at the dinner table or, or laying in bed one or the other <laughs> but uh but it's fun you know it's exciting you, you can uh at, at times you can get it same adrenaline rush, looking at your phone through that cellular camera, trapping them, knowing yeah. that it's live feed. You know, and you can uh-huh. see
1: how many are in the trap right. before you pull the trigger on right. your phone and close the door. That's the cool, cool thing because the whole sounder, which is the word for a, a you know, a bunch of a family of hogs, is a sounder. Anyway, uh, you can take the whole sounder out with a cellular device.
4: That's right, that's right, and that's really what you're trying to do yeah. is maximize the amount of hogs caught. Each, um, in, it, in each drop,
1: it changes the effectiveness of traps. That's for sure. Well, thank you so much, uh, Matt, for being here today. And uh, we, we're gonna—I'm gonna try out one of those trap triggers. Matt. Yeah, I'm
4: that's, looking forward to showing you how it
1: all yeah,
2: works. Yes, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Learning yeah. a lot from you. Thank all you. Right. Stuff I didn't have a clue about. And we'll
1: yeah. be right back, folks.
5: Growing a business can be tough these days, and radio advertising can help. Radio reaches 93% of all adults in a typical week, and it dominates in car listening. Sports Radio, WNSP, and 92Zoo are locally owned stations that reach tens of thousands of listeners living and working here on the Gulf Coast. In fact, the readers of Lanyap have awarded 92Zoo the best radio station 20 years in a row, and the opening kickoff with Mark and Lee won Best Sports Show. If you haven't tried radio, now's the time. Email kelly at wnsp.com. That's kelly at wnsp.com. And let's get your business growing. Andrews Diesel and Automotive on Highway 31 in Spanish Fort is expanding, and they're looking for two technicians with big truck and or equipment experience to join their family of top professionals. Andrews Diesel and Automotive offers excellent pay, vacation, sick days, retirement, insurance, and paid holidays. Apply at 11349 Highway 181 in Spanish Fort or call 591-1596 to set up an interview. Andrews Diesel and Automotive, an equal opportunity employer.
6: Are you over or approaching 65, working and trying to figure out if getting on Medicare is the right choice? If you're confused with your current Medicare coverage and want to talk to somebody local, Aiden Marks at Medicare Insurance Advisors is an independent agent that has been helping folks with their Medicare since 2009. Aiden has helped hundreds of individuals in Mobile and Baldwin County, located on Highway 98 in Daphne, near Terry Thompson, and there's never a fee for his service. Call 251-463-0031 or visit MedicareInsurance-Advisors.com
10: the cars and stars of the Arkham Menard Series East return to Five Flags Speedway headlining a two-night weekend racing extravaganza the action begins Friday night with the Zoom Equipment Pro truck Lloyd's Glass pure stocks and the debut of the new story and Black roofing Crown stocks the adrenaline revving action continues Saturday night with the season opener for the Arkham Menard Series East in the Pensacola 200. Come see some of the best cars and young stars in motorsports. Battle it out on the most prestigious short track in the country. We'll also have the modifieds of mayhem on the track Saturday night for more heart pounding action two big nights of racing, Friday and Saturday with the yeah. Arkham Menards Series East in the Pensacola 200 with Pro Trucks, yeah. Pure Stocks, and the all-new Crown Stocks at Five Flags Speedway. Racing starts at 8 on Friday, 7 on Saturday. For tickets and schedule information, visit us on Facebook or FiveFlagspeedway.com. We'll see you at the races.
7: Dr. Christopher Mullenix and his team at Mobile Oral and Facial Surgery have you covered. Dr. Christopher Mullenix, Dr. Aaron Wallander, and Dr. Michael Babston are the three outstanding oral surgeons available with no referral needed and same-day appointments available. Dr. Christopher Mullenix and the staff have impressed me over the years with the professionalism and attention to detail. The team at Mobile Oral and Facial Surgery provide facial trauma, knocked-out teeth, wisdom teeth, dental implants, jaw surgery, cleft palate, and more. Office located,
2: Downtowner Boulevard.
0: This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the sound of Mobile App. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White.
1: Welcome back to the show. We had an interesting conversation with Matt Palmer just before the break uh, on his hog trap trigger. And if you want to get in touch and find out more about that, just go to hogtraptrigger.com. And I appreciate Matt coming in. He really knows a lot about Wild hogs.
2: Absolutely, he did. Uh, Yes, sir. Even even before he came on, we were learning stuff from him. So, yeah, (laughs) he he seemed to be very high knowledge when it comes to that.
1: Absolutely. All right, let's give away our last giveaway today, a five-pound pork sausage variety pack from our friends at Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meat right over there in Chickasaw, Alabama. If you hadn't... Tried Hall Sausage, please look for it in your grocery store. 694-1055, we'll do the third caller, 694-1055. All right, our good buddy David Thornton, also known as the Pier Pounder, is with us and uh, giving us a report on the pier and shore fishing opportunities. How you doing, David?
7: I'm great, Alan. How about y'all?
1: Well, good, good, good. How how did the uh, the meeting go? I think it was last week, wasn't it?
7: Yes. Yeah, we had the meeting okay, but we did have well, the meeting meeting was 2 weeks ago. Okay. We were going to have our tournament last weekend, That's but right. uh the weather delayed that until this coming Saturday the 25th we're going to yeah. have our first tournament. And okay. um
1: <clears throat> we're smart, put
7: off our, our next meeting until after Easter.
1: And yeah. we're talking about the Alabama Coastal Fishermen's Association which meets every Thursday after uh, yeah at six o'clock every first Thursday first yes. Thursday um, in the month first it, Thursday in the month a, except for this coming year
7: uh, month because it's Easter Thursday and we're going to put it off yeah until the thirteenth of October okay. I mean of April rather
1: sounds good well how's the fishing off the pier and on our shorelines it's
7: been a little better you know now that we're kind of coming out of this cold spell. Uh, I think things are beginning to show some increases. The water temperature in the Gulf bottomed out at about 66 degrees. And that's still right about on par for this time of year. So it's not, even though it's a cool down, that's been mainly restricted to the inland waters, like in the bays and such. So, and, and those will warm up pretty quick. We're getting some days again in the upper 70s and low 80s. And I think that's going to help the water temperature recover in the shallow water pretty quickly. And, and in the Gulf, it's just going to gradually come back and, uh, you know, get right about where it should be this time of year. Now, what that typically does is that it triggers, you know, it's one of the triggers in getting the sheephead bite, the sheephead spawn, uh, really going full blast. That once these fish start spawning, um, in around the full moon in March, all the way through April, um, they really expend a lot of uh, energy in their spawning activity, and they, they want to replenish that. So these fish that are already, you know, plumped up on on hormones are trying to keep their weight up and, and their, their energy up, and uh, so they're eating constantly. So they're real receptive to... Uh, You know, any kind of bait you can get around the pilings. Uh, They tend to school around places like the State Park Pier and the jetties at Alabama Point. Uh, Some of the seawalls and uh, rock jetties are are real effective this time of year. And there's even been some cut off the beach. And that's, you know, a good sign that the, the spawn is going full blast. And indeed, some of the fish may have already spawned. And they're moving into the surf zone to kind of replenish that energy level before they move into the bay for the late spring and summer where they spend the rest of the year
2: are we getting uh close to the time where the spanish mackerel are starting to come in around the beaches and things like that
7: yeah it's really time doug and and um i'll be honest i'm getting a little concerned because the reports on spanish mackerel have been pretty spotty this year um even over into the florida panhandle it's been hit or miss and, uh, you know, when, when you find them, they're, they're everywhere. And then, but it's like there's some, some big gaps in the migration that is a bit unusual and, and honestly a little troubling because it could signal that there are some, maybe some issues with the, uh, with the stock of Spanish mackerel um, that could be even related to the water quality issues in Southwest Florida. I'm, I'm not, you know, a scientist to know just observing this migration for over 50 years and you get a feel for when something's not quite right and and it's um I'm, like i said i'm genuinely beginning to get a little concerned that more spanish mackerel haven't shown up as warm as the weather's been you know yeah. they the have some, spill may have slowed them down so they, hopefully that's all
2: it is didn't they have like some major red tide hmm. issues down there off the west coast of florida
7: Uh, did last fall after Hurricane Ian. Mm -hmm. And and even now, um, again, in the late winter, they've had some uh, pretty bad red tide issues. And, you know, uh, a lot of the mackerel are pretty fast-growing fish. A lot of these are one- and two-year-old fish. And also, um, the red tide really hits the the bait fish pretty hard. Um, Little little things like the, the little... Uh, anchovies and the uh, uh, filters that they call them down there, which mm-hmm. we call L-wise up here. Um, it's the same species of herring, but they can be, uh, you know, beat back pretty bad by this red tide as well, um, because it's harder for smaller fish to move away from that once they, you know, can detect it. And so they they've had some pretty bad fish kills. Uh, even even this month in March. It, it looks like things are improving uh, from Tampa Bay south, but the damage may have already been done during the migration. And I'm not sure if it's just, you know, it's disturbed the migration pattern and, and the stock is still okay, or if it is genuinely dented into the, the population, either by either killing fish outright or, perhaps messing with their food supply oh. while they're migrating through that area coming this way.
1: What do you, what do you hear or see um, on triple tail? Have, have they showed up yet?
7: Just again, just a few. And, um, you know, and, and that's a fish that, that what they think does is migrates um, in from offshore. We used to think that they came up down around Florida, like mackerel did the true pelagic fish, And it seems like research has shown that they they winter along the edge of the continental shelf, Ah. um, you know, in in several hundred feet of water. And then when the water starts warming up inland uh, around the bays and stuff, that's when they move in. And and mainly they're following their their primary food supply, which is
2: the uh, uh, the Gulf Menhaden. Hmm.
1: Well, Um, I know I've seen them floating around. Fifty miles offshore yeah
2: i was going to say that I, i've seen them way out offshore like dolphin fishing and stuff mm-hmm. and you would see triple tail everywhere out there too you know
7: yeah they're often a bright yellow or orange to match that sargassum grass and uh, it's, it's always interesting to see them you know um under any kind of little piece of debris or little patches of of sargassum grass and they're they're feeding on the little minnows and shrimp and stuff that are attracted to that seaweed it's the only refuge for them you know to find a place in the shade and, and away from predators hmm.
2: well they're mighty tasty fish and and there seems to be way more of them around here in the last five to ten years than there was 30 or 40 years ago and i'm glad to are because they're fun to catch and they're good to eat so
7: mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah like sheephead there you know they it seems like they've been able to withstand the additional pressure Um, that it's a it's a real prolific fish and with the regulations in place it seems like like you're saying we're seeing more of them now so even though they're becoming more popular it seems like the population has been sustaining itself and that's an important part of it
1: the uh, triple tail and the flounder seem to be increasing every year
7: that's good signs isn't it yeah and um, you know, Pompano have been holding their own for the past few years, and uh, early indications are that this year is, looks to be perhaps a, another pretty good year. But that, that is another species of concern to me because they winter, the majority of them winter off of southwest Florida. And, you know, again, the red tide, the water quality issues down there could affect that population as well. You know, and, and Cobia uh, soon. Um, we have been seeing more Jack Cravel, the large Jack Cravel showing up in the surf. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've even seen a couple of reports where people in the northwest Florida area have caught some uh, just this past week. And, you know, that was during the cool snap. So once it starts warming up, I think things are going to get back more to normal where they should be around the end of March. Uh, you know, certainly into next week, it seems like the weather is going to stabilize and hopefully the water and the fish migrations will follow suit. So we'll see what
1: comes. How are things going at our newest <laughs> pier in um, Fort Morgan?
7: Yeah, I've been hearing about people catching flounder and sheep's head there, so it, it seems like a you know, a good situation.
1: Well, that's a great, um, the, great addition to our fishing uh, opportunities down there on Dauphin Island. Oh huh?
7: uh, Absolutely. Yes, sir, it is.
1: <laughs> now we just need to lobby for lights and bathrooms and all the amenities (laughs) down there
9: (laughs) absolutely yeah gotta have those bathrooms
1: (laughs) (laughs) david i appreciate you man thank you so much
7: anytime y'all have a great week
1: all right all right that's going to do it for this week's wnsp outdoors and we'll be back next week same time right here thank you